bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otoko. And now, today's word. I'm preaching today on a message I have titled, A Fruitful Generation. A Fruitful Generation. It's my last message on fruitfulness for this year. As you know, our theme is fruitfulness. And this is the last of those messages. And uh, we, we trust God that uh, as we wind down the year of fruitfulness, whatever area of fruitfulness that is lacking in your life will be completed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, on Friday, uh, last Friday, just pa- Friday past, I met with all our pastors, uh, both in person and on Zoom, and announced our theme for next year. And our theme for next year, 2022, is increase. Increase. So uh, it is a follow-up on the year of fruitfulness. And so much of next year, I will be preaching on increase and how to increase in various aspects of your life from increasing in faith to increasing in finances. But now I'm bringing down uh, the curtain on fruitfulness. Uh, Let's turn our Bibles uh, to Genesis chapter 49 and verse 22 to 26. It is about Joseph. And we are all familiar with the life of Joseph. But we will pay attention to what Joseph's father, Jacob, said about his son, Joseph. Genesis 49, 22-26. Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. For there is the shepherd and stone of Israel. By the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with the blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors. Up to the uttermost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. These were part of the last blessings that Jacob spoke upon all his uh, 12 sons. And this is the segment that was directed to his son, Joseph. And I've titled my message, uh, the fruitful generation because fruitfulness must go beyond one generation. God does not just want to bless us in one generation and the next generation not to be blessed. He doesn't want us to be increased in one generation and then decrease in another generation. We have to grow from strength to strength. And Joseph was fruitful as an individual. He was fruitful in his father's house He was fruitful in Potiphar's house. He was fruitful in the prison house. And he was fruitful in Pharaoh's house. So as a person, he was a fruitful person. But the passage says that Joseph is a fruitful 
bow. The word bow means a branch. So literally it means that Joseph is a branch of a fruitful vine. He is a branch of a fruitful vine. Actually, the Hebrew phrase that is translated fruitful bow or fruitful bow uh, would, uh, if you were to translate it literally, would be the son of a fruitful vine. The son of a fruitful vine. Not the vine itself, but a product from the vine. A son or a branch, something that has come out of a fruitful vine. So, if you look at the passage again, uh, it says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. And I've said this many times uh, just to help you as you read the Bible, to note when there is repetition of words. So, when the Bible uses the same word in a short sentence or in a verse twice or three times, it is so that we will pay close attention to it. It's similar to writing something in capital letters or underlining them in our time. So the term fruitful vine is underlined in this verse. Joseph is a fruitful bough. He is part of a fruitful generation. He is connected to a fruitful heritage. And if you look at the blessings of his fathers, it didn't start with Joseph. It started with his great grandfather, Abraham. Abraham was fruitful in his old age. Abraham grew old at 99 and was fruitful. So that is the heritage that Joseph had come out from. That he can be fruitful in his old age as exemplified by Abraham. And Abraham's son, Isaac, that is Joseph's grandfather, was also fruitful. He was fruitful in a foreign land. We've talked about him this year. Isaac left his native land to seek for green, greener pastures during a time of farming. The people of the land did not like him, but he was fruitful anyhow. So in Abraham, we see that you can be fruitful even when you are old. In Isaac, you can be fruitful even when people don't like you and you are in a strange land. And then there is his father Jacob. Jacob was fruitful under a manipulative boss. Jacob worked under his uncle Laban who took advantage of him. His uncle later became his father-in-law and did everything to ensure that Jacob would never be rich. He cheated Jacob so many times. And yet, Jacob was fruitful. So in Abraham, we see fruitfulness. In Isaac, we see fruitfulness. In Jacob, we see fruitfulness. And then Joseph is fruitful. So you see, his fruitfulness didn't start with him. He is part of a generation of fruitfulness. And that must be our testimony that we will be fruitful. Our children will be fruitful. Our grandchildren will be fruitful. Our great-grandchildren will be fruitful. God does not want the blessing to end with you. You must be the foundation of a generational blessing for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. So that is Joseph's heritage. He's a fruitful bough, a fruitful 
branch. He is the son of a fruitful vine. Not only is Joseph fruitful because he is connected to a fruitful vine, we are also connected to the same vine. And above all, we are connected to the ultimate vine, Jesus Christ. And because we are connected to him, there is nothing else we can do but be fruitful with our lives. We are connected to a fruitful vine. And the passage says that because Joseph was connected to a fruitful vine, his branches go beyond the wall. What does that mean? It's partly a way of saying, even when he was taken outside, he was fruitful. In his father's house, he was fruitful. They sold him out of his father's house, beyond the wall. And he was fruitful. It's like somebody took you and threw you outside the wall and you still prospered. They sacked you from the house and you still prospered. They sacked you from home and you still prospered. Because you are part of a fruitful vine. They can't stop you. They can't deny you. There is nothing they can do about it. Because God has made you a fruitful vine. I'm a branch of a fruitful vine. So when Joseph looks at his life, his father talks about Joseph's afflictions. We all know about his afflictions. And all the things that went on from his father's house to Potiphar's house to the prison house. But look at how his father described it. He says, the archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him. And hated him. The affliction of Joseph came in the form of arrows and arches. An arrow is a weapon, but it is a harmless weapon until there is an archer. An archer is a person who doesn't only have arrows, but shoots the arrows. Most attacks you face will be facilitated by an archer. A person or people who take up weapons against you. And that was Joseph's situation. Archers, some from his family, some outside his family, shot at him. And there are a few things I want you to note at what the passage says happened to Joseph. First... Was shooting. They shot at him. He was targeted for attack. Joseph was targeted by both his brothers and Potiphar's wife. When you are targeted, it means that somebody makes you their focus. You occupy their thoughts. They think about you. And they target you. You know, sometimes in life, you, you may not take yourself seriously, but some people take you seriously. You may go through life thinking, I'm minding my own business, but other people too are minding your business for you. Their eyes are on you. You become their target. Instead of living their lives, they want to stop you from living your life because somehow they think if they can stop you, they can get ahead. 
And those are the people who are the archers. And what did they do? They target you for attack. Have you been shot at in life? Sometimes the attack comes from people you call friends. Like Joseph's brothers. Sometimes it comes from people you offend in high places. Like Potiphar's wife. Joseph is minding his own business. Wearing his what multicolored coat. And it's creating problems. He's minding his own business. Cleaning the house for Mr. Potiphar. And it's creating problems. And he has no idea that somebody is targeting him. I don't know who is targeting you. But the same spirit that caused Joseph to flourish outside the wall will make you flourish. They will shoot. They will target. But God will still make you fruitful. And then the second thing is the Bible says that they shot at him and hated him. Hatred. He was intensely disliked. The arrow of hatred travels very, very swiftly. Sometimes people hate you without a cause. Sometimes you hear people say, I don't, why, I don't know why so and so hates me so much. Have you asked that question? I don't even know why he hates me. Do they, want to, do they have a reason? Do you think people need a reason to hate you? I haven't done him anything, but he hates me. That's Ghanaian English. I haven't done him anything, but he hates me. You think he haven't done him anything? You've done him something. Because when you are walking, you are doing something to somebody. You know, so, so you are walking, you are walking, and the person says, yeah, 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 yeah. look, 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 look. look what, what, what kind of walking is that? What kind of walking is that? Did I ask you to watch my walking? Or you just dress up and somebody says, look at him, look at him, he's proud, he's proud, he's arrogant. This guy, he's not going anywhere, he's not going anywhere. And you haven't spoken to him, you don't even know he exists. It is called hatred. Whether you like it or not, somebody somewhere hates you without a cause. And I hope you don't hate somebody without a cause. So Joseph... Is hated. And the third thing the Bible says about him is that he's grieved. That means he's painfully wounded. Sometimes the arrows hit you. Sometimes it gets you. The attacks get to you. Sometimes the plans of the wicked seem to prosper. And it causes you harm. Causes you pain. Makes you cry. Make you weep. Make you think. Life is not worth it. Because it's difficult. And there was a time in Joseph's life. That the arrows hit him. His brother's arrows hit him. They put him in a pit. And sold him as a slave. A royal son sold as a slave. The arrow hit him. He went to Potiphar's house. 
He was doing so well. His life was standing around. Breakthrough had come. And then he is blackmailed. And you would think, oh, God would defend him if he's blackmailed. But the arrow hit him. And he gets to prison. Because sometimes the arrow hits you. It's going to hit you. You're going to be grieved. You're going to be pained. God's fruitfulness doesn't mean you'll be immune to people's attacks. So if you've cried because of attacks, it's okay. If you've been wounded because of attacks, welcome to planet earth. If sometimes you lie down and wonder and think through why, 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 you're not going to find an answer. Because those guys doing the shooting, they're motivated by something you can't even imagine. Their fears, their insecurities. And you don't even know they are feeling insecure about you. So Joseph is grieved by the hatred that came from the arrows. And for a time, his life seems to be disorganized. At a certain point, I'm sure he's just probably wondering, what's going on? I try something, it dies. I try another thing, it doesn't work. I try another thing, and nothing good comes out of it. Till he gets to prison, the lowest point. Because those days, a prison was actually the lowest point, both figuratively and in reality. Because prisons were normally dungeons. They throw you, that's why the, they would say they threw him into prison. You, you go down when you go to prison. And he's down in the dungeon. But we know his story. And so now Jacob says, tells us the keys to Joseph's fruitfulness. Verse 24, he says, but his bow remained in strength. And the arms of his hand were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. His bow remained in strength. It doesn't mean that he just stood there doing nothing. It means that while he was being attacked, he did not become weak. He did not grow weary. The struggles of Joseph started at about age 17. And it continued to almost 30. Young boy. But he didn't get tired. He didn't get weary. Because his arm was made strong. I came here to tell somebody. The arrows are flying. But don't get tired. Don't get weary. Don't give your enemy the pleasure of you quitting. Don't bow to their attacks because God is making your hands strong. God is giving you strength. God is giving you capacity. God is giving you ability. You will not fall on this battleground. You will not. God did not gift you so much to destroy you. Hatred will not destroy you. Anger will not destroy you. Arrows will not destroy you. Fights will not destroy you. They will do their best 
but your hands will be made strong. Somebody say, my hands are strong. My hands are strong. My spirit is strong. I'm not tired and I'm not weary. Because life can sometimes hit you till you feel like "Ah, enough is enough. But your hands will be made strong. And that was Joseph's secret. What if he had given up in the first pit? When his brothers threw him in, he would have said, okay. But he didn't say okay. When Potiphar's wives blackmailed him, he didn't say okay. When he went to prison, he didn't say okay. Throughout, the Bible says his hand was made strong. Today, I came to make your hand strong. Somebody say, my hand is strong. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Don't quit. Stand strong. Stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord. God made his hand strong. God made him alert and agile. And that was his secret. You know, sometimes all you need to do is to stand and survive. Because every storm has an expiry date. You just have to stand till the expiry date comes. When the storm goes very high, it will not remain high forever. It, it is bound by gravitational pull to come down. So you must survive. You must endure. You must stay through. You know, these past two years have been stressful for many people. Many times I think about people whose businesses have been ravaged because of COVID. Something you built is gone. But you have to stand. You have to stand. Or somebody looks at their life and they're battling sickness and disease. And it's coming wave after wave after wave after wave, test after test after test, surgery after surgery after surgery. Sometimes you feel, I can't handle it again. You can handle it. You will outlive the sickness. I said you will outlive the sickness. It's not going to take you down. You have to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to outlive this financial crisis. I said you will outlive this financial crisis. You will stand still to the day of your testimony. And it may be a marriage crisis. You're going to outlive it. And God will give you a testimony. And that was Joseph's key. He was part 
of a generation of people who never gave up. His great grandfather, Abraham, against all odds, at 99 years of age, believed that he could be a father. With a wife worse off than he was. If Abraham didn't give up, Joseph is not going to give up. His grandfather Isaac went to the Philistine land, started plowing. And every time he starts working, people would take his wealth from him. But he never gave up. Joseph said, I'm part of that generation. I'm not going to give up. His father Jacob worked for seven years for the woman he loved. And then he was given a woman he didn't like. And he worked another seven years for a wife he didn't budget for. Then he starts working with his father-in-law and he says 20 times, 10 times his salary was changed. Contracts are changed. Arrangements are changed. But he still stood until God transferred the wealth of Laban to Jacob. That was the generation. If you quit, you are teaching your children how to quit. If you fail, you are starting a generation of failures in your bloodline. You must determine you will break the cycle of failure in your bloodline. Because some of us came from families where our fathers lost the battle of life. Because life whipped them and they couldn't survive. And when we grew up, all we knew was life will whip you and you can't make it. And probably our fathers couldn't make it because their fathers couldn't make it. And their fathers couldn't make it because there was no Abraham in their bloodline. Now it is up to you. You have come to break that cycle. And to be able to say, in my day, we don't give up. In my day, we don't quit. In my day, we don't cry and roll on the bed. In my day, we fight. In my day, we win. In my day, we build. In my day, we overcome. So your children will be plugged into you and start a new generation of fruitful people. Listen to me. Wives, sometimes your husband may not be a fruitful vine. But you must be for the sake of your children. So your children can have something to point to and say, my father didn't do much, but my mother, what a woman. And she inspired us. And sometimes your wife may not do much but the man must determine I would do everything to pass on a fruitful inheritance to my children don't give up your children depend on you your grandchildren depend on you somebody is going to be plugged into you don't give up don't quit don't surrender don't get weary Because God is using you to build a fruitful generation. May the Lord make our hands strong. May the power of the Almighty rest upon us. 
May we overcome every challenge that faces us. May we end our life on a testimony. May people see us and say, I know that man. He went through the pit, but look at him standing. May your children look at you and say, I want to be like my father. I want to be like my mother. Because they overcame. We are called in our time to be the beginning of a fruitful generation. I am Abraham in my family. Because my father didn't do much. I am the Abraham. My children are Isaac. My great-grandchildren, Jacob. Great, great, my grandchildren, Jacob. Great-grandchildren, Joseph. And after that, Ephraim and Manasseh are also coming. Because they must be plugged into this generation. They must be plugged into this generation. Lift up your hands to God. If you are weary today, may your hands be strong. If you've been attacked, you will overcome. If you've been buffeted, you are not going down. In the name of Jesus Christ, he who rose from the dead, he who broke the power of death, he who broke the power of hatred, and those who came against him, may the Lord in his name lift your hand up. May he cause you to rise. May he cause you to run. May he cause you to overcome. May he cause you to be a new planting in your bloodline, in your family history, in the legacy of your family. May it be said that this was when our family started turning around. Because we had an Abraham who left his father's house and built a heritage. I pray the spirit of God will quicken you and cause you to stand until you see the salvation of the Lord and see the fulfillment of God's prophecy and see the miracle of God becoming a reality in your life in Jesus name somebody say I receive it oh say it like you mean it say I receive it because this is how I want you to enter 2022 we are not entering 2022 weak and bow down and miserable we are entering 2022 with our chest out strong, able, capable, and overcoming in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise this morning. Oh, give him some praise this morning. I said, give him some praise this morning. Shout your deliverance. Shout your victory. Shout your deliverance. Shout your victory. Shout your deliverance. Shout your victory. Shout your turning around. 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 It's turning. It's turning. It's turning. It's changing. It's turning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. We are the beginning of a fruitful generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebele, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebele. Email otebele at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 233- 